This is Condiment Wars, a parody of adventure, written by Jill Cooper, narrated by Bill Sarkissian. It was the end of another day at the Silver Train Diner. The remaining waitress surveyed the diner with a critical eye. Every surface was buffed until it gleamed. (laughs) Better stay that way this time. The front door jingled as she left. With the waitstaff gone, the diner returned to a still darkness. A forgotten mop leaned against the peeling red walls. The cloth strands slipped on the black and white tiles, and the wooden handle rocketed toward the floor. With a rattle, it sent a cascading vibration through the dining room. In the kitchen, a faucet dripped and things began to stir in all corners of the diner. In the booth farthest from the kitchen, in the land known as Table One, a bottle moved. Ketchup turns on his base. His neck was long, sleek, and right before his perfect white cap, two eyes blinked. Well, another day, another dollar. Am I glad those screaming children are gone? Childproof cap, my backside. <laughs> Unlike the slim ketchup, the mustard was short and stout. He was yellow and resembled a plastic barrel. On his top was a twist cap, and on either side, bushy eyebrows. He regarded his old friend and comrade with studious intent. At least we know what to expect from kids. They love hot dogs. I taste real good on hot dogs. It's always disturbing when you talk about us getting eaten like that. You know that? It's what we do. We're condiments. And the most popular, despite what the kitchen polls tell us. Ketchup nodded his long neck forward in agreement. You couldn't argue with a good mustard, even if it wasn't Dijon or brown and spicy. You got that right. The three of us go hand in hand on tomorrow's dinner plate special, right, Relish? Ketchup spun around to address his boothmate, but where the relish usually was was nothing. There wasn't even a ring on the table from his moist bottom. Peculiar. Maggie didn't usually clean this thoroughly. Relish? He spun again to look at the other corner of the table, but saw only the dessert menu. Mustard looked for him, too. He tipped forward to look at the shiny vinyl-red seats. "'I do not like this,' Ketchup said quietly in his steady voice. "'Relish never goes anywhere without mustard. And since you're here, I can deduce that something is very wrong.' "'Maggie probably left him in the kitchen again.' "'The kitchen?' It was a far journey, but one ketchup had taken himself when the stakes were high enough. He spun toward the kitchen. It was a sea of tile and booths, usually occupied by families. Far off in the vast distance, he saw the swinging door that led toward the stove and the fridge. But he also saw something else. The food delivery counter, where prepared dishes usually laid out under warming lights, gave him the perfect peek into the back workings of the kitchen. Along the open counter were four wooden spoons. 
They were upright on their handles and pacing back and forth. One of the spoons was even slotted. Ketchup's innards bubbled as his blood pressure skyrocketed. He grabbed Mustard by his twist collar. The spoons are on patrol, Mustard. Something is up, and I would bet a tomato relish is right in the thick of it. I have seen that look on your lid before, Ketchup. I'm guessing there is no talking you out of this. What's your first move? Our first move, my old friend, is to get off this booth and onto that one. Ketchup gestured his long neck toward the next booth. We must find out if Salt saw anything while we were asleep.